14 minutes to 2 o'clock. It's time for our travel feature. Today we're with Gabby Brondon. You take your calls on 011-830702. The WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. Gabby, happy Friday. How are you doing? Hello and happy Friday. I'm great. Thanks and you. I am good and I'm so excited to talk about the Northern Lights. And I'm very curious about why 2024 specifically is the best year for them. Yes, so according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, 2024 um, is expected to be one of the best years you could possibly ever hope to see the Northern Lights. And that's because solar activity is expected to strengthen this year, which basically means um, more frequent occurrences of the lights and possibly the best display in over 20 years, according to the National Geographic. So yes, very big and exciting year for anyone who is in any way interested in the Northern Lights. Okay, so then let us um, share what the Northern Lights are for those that don't know and why this is such a big deal. Yes, so formerly called the Aurora Borealis, the Northern Lights, they're they're pretty much an atmospheric phenomenon in which um, undulating flows of green, purple and red lights basically dance across the sky. It's the most magical thing. If If you YouTube videos of the Northern Lights, it's just something spectacular. And bearing in mind, like any videos that you do see, it doesn't do the the real life fighting of it any justice. And basically, the Northern Lights, it occurs when waves of energized particles from the sun called solar winds basically bombard our atmosphere. Now, thanks to Earth's magnetic field, we're basically protected from the impact down here on the surface. But the particles travel along the magnetic field towards the poles of the planet, where there's basically an energy exchange which essentially results in colorful light in the sky. So you've got the the northern lights occurring in the northern hemisphere, and you've got the same phenomenon um, in the southern hemisphere called the aurora australis, or the southern lights. Listen, this sounds so, so fascinating. I'm wondering which are the places that you can see the northern lights? Yes, so there are quite a lot of different places that are are good spots to to see the lights from. So some of the the best places to go and see the northern lights include Siberia, Scandinavia, Greenland, um, northern Canada. Some people have even spotted them in the United Kingdom, which is not not very common, but it does happen. Um, Norway is another big one. One of the the most popular places people tend to go for to try and spot the northern lights is Iceland. Ooh, and I mean, I, I remember seeing some episode of the Kardashians, exactly like what you say, when you see people's reactions versus what you see on camera, I feel like you just have to be there to see exactly, it. Exactly, that's exactly it, especially with this kind of a natural phenomenon. Okay, so in terms of some of the other things that you can do, because maybe it's like, would I really travel that far just to go and see lights and then go back home? <laughs> That's absolutely, and another important thing to to be aware of when it comes to the northern lights is that because it's a natural phenomenon, it's really difficult to predict when exactly and where exactly these storms might actually occur. So most people tend to visit destinations within what's called the auroral zone, where the phenomenon is known to occur quite frequently. But again, as we said, because it's a natural phenomenon, you can't predict it. You can't. You can, to a certain extent, predict like the weather and things like that. But something like this is definitely a lot more unpredictable. And so what a lot of people do is they tend to book um, preset packages in different destinations where 
Um, perhaps one part of the trip is hoping or planning to see the, the northern lights. So you could probably, um, I know Trafalgar Tours and Kontiki and Inside Vacations, they have a whole bunch of really, really cool tours across Europe where you could actually, one of the, the aspects along the tour is to go looking for the northern lights. And what's nice about that is if that's not the key focus of your tour, it's almost a nice bonus if you don't happen to see the northern lights. So you could go on this tour across multiple different countries across Europe in, in a week or two-week period and, and hope to see the northern lights along the way. So what are some of the interesting activities one can do? I think I, I, I might have seen it on Instagram where this couple booked into a hotel, but the entire front of it is glass. And the, the, the point of that specific hotel is that you should be able to see the northern lights from there. I don't know if you've heard of those places that one can book into. Yes, and that's also what's really cool about visiting the places in the Northern Hemisphere, particularly within European winter where it is really, really cold. Um, there's places like ice hotels where you might, for example, you might not be able to see the Northern Lights from inside your ice dome, but it's an incredible experience where you just hop outside and then you do have a um, sight of the, the Northern Lights. Exactly what you've mentioned, there are some incredible, I know in um, Scandinavia there are a lot of really unique hotels and boutique hotels that you can actually book into exactly like you've mentioned like glass domes all clear where you've basically got first-hand sight as and when the northern lights do happen so yeah there's a lot of really cool and incredible things you obviously just need to be prepared for the cold especially if you're going during european winter i was just about to say gabby you know me and my problems (laughs) is this thing for me is it for me Although if it's lights out, you wouldn't be able to see them really all that well. So if you are traveling to a destination known for Northern Lights viewing, um, you should plan to maybe also book into a hotel that maybe uh, provides wake-up calls if the lights do show up in the middle of the night while you're Oh, that's a good idea. Yes, that's it, that's it. And another um, handy thing to bear in mind is that when you are going to these places to try and go view the Northern Lights, sometimes you will have to actually travel a little bit of a distance outside of the main city. So it is handy looking for maybe like a reputable or trusted guide or, or people, trusted um, tour operators who offer those kinds of packages to maybe do like, even if it's a day excursion or something like that. So someone where you're in the reliable hands of someone, you don't have to stress or panic and figure out the roads while you're looking for the lights, especially if you don't have signals. These are all very handy things to prepare beforehand. Okay, let's talk a little bit about money and how... Uh, you know, what kind of prices should you be looking at? And from your experience and research, what what are the minimum amount of days that a person maybe should say, you know what, don't go less than these days, these number of days? Yes, I think a good amount of time, considering when you would need to travel to quite, quite northern North Hemisphere, um, from South Africa, it is a little bit of a travel. It's not impossible to get there. It's not as far as like heading to the Caribbean, for example, where flights are also not that easily accessible for us, and it takes us a little bit longer. But getting to to the north of Europe, and um, there are quite good connections with the European airlines. Um, so I think from from that perspective, planning ahead definitely helps. Um, in terms of costs and things. With any kind of travel, with this in particular in general, it is always good to book as early in advance as you possibly can. So booking your flights early will definitely save you a, a fair amount of money. Um, in terms of 
how long to spend there. Again, because you're traveling a little bit of a distance to get there and you are going to spend a fair amount of time um, enjoying yourself and maybe experiencing things in addition to the Northern Lights, I would say at least minimum five to seven days. If you can do a little bit more, that would probably be good because if you if you buffer in um, a few extra days, it also allows you, in case you don't manage to see the lights in the first part of your trip, you've at least got a little bit of leeway and um, with a few extra days just in case. So would you recommend, I mean, what should a person be investing in some special kind of camera to go and try and capture the moment, even though we acknowledge nothing will ever beat the real thing. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think one of the, the best things is to just accept the fact that once you're there and you're enjoying it, as much as you probably will want to spend some time trying to capture it on your camera, just be in the moment. Because again, once you capture it on your camera, like no one will ever understand the true, true beauty. But yes, as you mentioned, from the camera perspective, research, it's quite easy to find it on Google. Um, and YouTube, there are a lot of really great videos about the best settings to put your camera on before you go. Just in terms of how to capture the light best with a decent camera phone. So you don't even necessarily have to go, go and buy a new fancy camera, although it probably does help because the, the fancy cameras definitely capture uh, things a lot better than our smartphones. But if, if that's not within your budget, again, enjoy the moment and capture what you can on your phone. Wow, Gabby, this sounds uh, like something that we are officially adding onto our bucket list. Uh, um, the Northern Lights sound like something super, super spectacular. Thank you so much, Gabby Brondani. Make sure you uh, connect with her at Gabby Brondani and get to hear all about her travel tips, tricks and experiences.